Hello and welcome back to the Fancy Fantasy Football Podcast. It's been a while. The off season is almost kaput, and we have drafted. The league is ready to begin, and now it's time to play football and record podcasts. And for that, I have help from none other than former a while ago league champion Nick Spear. Hey, Nick. How's it going? Hello there. What's shaking, man? You know, just wrapped up some sweet yard work. Um, went to the zoo, saw a leopard that was magical because it then disappeared a second later. And uh, yeah, now we're doing this. Excellent. Well, thank you for being the guest host or I guess permanent co-host because Jen was apparently not joking about stepping down as the co-host I don't know if I did something wrong or if she just doesn't want to do it. But anyway, she said, oh, no, Nick's really doing it. Are you sleeping on the couch now? Humorously, I do not infrequently sleep on the couch for a while, not because I'm in trouble, but because I stay up later than Jen and have the baby monitors. And so then I'm goofing around, listening to podcasts, pass out on the couch, and then in the middle of the night come to bed. Uh, So, yes, I'm kind of sleeping on the couch, but it's not because there's any marital strife. Yeah, it sounds healthy to me. Mm-hmm. Everything's good. Yeah, sure. I believe you. You don't sound like you believe me, but you have no reason no. not to. This is my completely serious voice. Okay. So anyway, Nick, uh, we drafted at your place, mostly 70% of the league at your place, yesterday. This is being recorded Sunday. Quick turnaround. Uh, so I just wanted to record a quick pod and talk about the league, talk about the season, and talk about the rosters of the people in our league. How's that sound, well, man? First, well, first I'd like to say thank you to everyone who attended the draft in person. Uh, your attendance was greatly appreciated. I think we had a great time. And to everyone who did not attend in person, you can go to hell. <laughs> Even Alex, who lives in Even Los Alex. Angeles. Well, I mean, we did have people in from Philadelphia. That is also far. It's not quite so, as far I mean, as LA. Not, not quite, but still. Cool. Yeah. Well, I also had fun, and thank you very much for hosting. Lovely home. It was our pleasure. That's all right. And uh, it was most surprisingly, considering the family nature of our league, it was mostly a baby-free zone, uh, except we spoiled that by bringing baby cat. So only one baby out of all the league babies were in attendance at the at the draft. And there's a lot of league babies. There's so many now. It's kind of ridiculous. Uh, I know. Babies everywhere. Do you remember that commercial? Yes, yeah, yes, I do. That is such a good commercial. What was think, that like a Nutrigain bar? Commercial? Yeah, it was, it, I think if I recall, so it was on the internet. I think I heard that it was produced on spec because they wanted to sell the commercial to Nutrigain, and it wasn't like a real Nutrigain uh, commercial. Oh, really? But uh, yeah, that was great. He's like, "This is Bob. He's your boss. He knows he has more money than God." <laughs> that lady is like. I have a great tan, a hot wife, and I hate my life, or something like that. Yeah, exactly. And then that lady is like. Babies everywhere, and she's shoving paper <laughs> under her shirt. I guarantee you, half the league does not know what commercial we're talking about. Half the league is laughing their ass off. Yeah, I, it is a great commercial, and if you don't know it, search Nutrigrain Babies Everywhere commercial. Yeah, first hit will do it. I'm going to confirm that as we're talking about. I'm, sh- I'm guarantee the first hit will do it. I am confident that you're right. Babies, I, I think just babies everywhere in quotation marks would do it, regard, even not having uh, the Nutrigrain in there. Yeah, you search Nutrigrain babies everywhere. There's The first thing that comes up is the YouTube clip in big, bright, right there. 
Yep. You can't miss it. So I'm good. Just quote, see babies everywhere. And I bet you I get the same thing. But keep going. Babies everywhere. So that's our league. Yeah, our league babies is that everywhere. Dream. Also does the same thing. Yep. So, um, how are you feeling about the upcoming football season? Um, rocky at best, but you know what? R- rocky at best for fantasy or for football in general. I have just a general anxiety about this football season, and I can't fully explain it. Okay. You know, I think I fantasy's not going to go that well for me. I think that the Bears aren't going to do that well, and I think Northwestern will still do their normal mediocre. They're pretty they're, – I'd say they're above mediocre. They've been good. Oh, well, we did win the Big Ten West. Suck it, uh, Casey. There you go. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe you're in also in multiple leagues. I am in multiple leagues. Is it your perception, especially this year, I have perceived there to be a drop-off in enthusiasm amongst my leagues. Um I in the so I think really fancy is the league that is pushing the strongest in out of my formerly three leagues now two one of them kind of is quietly dissolving uh and the other one some people are dropping out so it's getting smaller so fancy is going strong full participation still my other two leagues less so are you also experiencing a kind of uh drop in enthusiasm in your fantasy leagues uh, I am actually, and I would say, yeah, generally I think that's occurring. There's a lot less uh, clatter with um, my league. So I have one Collins family league, I have one college friend league. I think that's the one whose enthusiasm is dropping. But really, what I'm hearing from you is that you might be a one league man pretty soon. You might just go straight monogamy with uh, fantasy football, and that would be the fancy league. And then maybe I would do well. Hmm? No, probably not. <laughs> I, I. Do you think your problem has been that you've been divesting your uh, fantasy football knowledge amongst three leagues and then that is what's holding you back? No, I do not actually think that. I was just making a funny joke. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that you were a jokey man on this podcast. Did, did we sign roles? We just have two cool dudes. That's what the name of this podcast should be now. Two talking fantasy football. It's no longer the fancy fantasy football pod. It's the two cool dudes pod. Oh, and yeah. We don't sound like a bunch of D-bags. So you want to talk about our league? Not really, but I mean, that's what we're here for. All so right, let's, let's start it. with your team. You're very enthusiastic right, to talk fine. about it, so let's do it. It's called Knee Suck It Trebek is the current yeah. name. I it, it had When I first opened this window, it was a different name, and then I clicked on it now, and it just changed. <laughs> Before, it was Needs More Le'Veon Bell. It said Need More Le'Veon Bell, but I thought that was too on the nose, like going with basically the most popular SNL sketch of all time. Yeah. Second I mean, Trebek's a little more niche, slightly, not much. But there's slightly. not a pun. Like, uh, needs more Le'Veon Bell is a cowbell joke, whereas Sucker Trebek is just a line from a popular string of skits. Agreed, but this gives me the opportunity, like last year, where I can change the Trebek into other things or people or teams as it goes on. Well, that's going to be kind of mean if you just change it every week. It's like, suck it, Jen. <laughs> it's just rude. <laughs> Well, that's what I did last year. Yeah, last year was Hasadiga, uh, yeah, whatever the Hasadiga, whatever it was, and that turned into Hasadiga, whoever I was playing. Yes, so I know. So yeah, it's exactly it's, what I did last it's year. It's in a foreign this language. Is actually toned down. This is that's in a foreign language though. That's a reference. This is just telling someone to suck it. True, but the Hasadiga is fu in whatever language that was supposed to. be. Yes. Was it? Did, See, I'm trying, I'm did trying we to confirm that that was real? Is that actually how you say that? I have, not, for the I have not researched this. Yeah. Anyway, you've got Drew Brees, Le'Veon Bell, Drew Brees. 
Chris Carson, Michael Thomas, Antonio Brown, Delaney Walker, Josh Jacobs, Patriots, and Brett Maher as your starters. And Sure, I know who that guy is. Yeah, he's the Dallas kicker, I see. And on your bench, notables include Mike Williams, one of them, one of the Mike Williamses, Tree Cohen, Emmanuel Sanders, Tom Brady on the bench, uh, Anthony Miller, Kenny Stills, Kellen Ridley. So, how do you feel about your team, cool dude, bro? You know, not bad. I'm projected to not do great. Uh, I tried to let the draft come to me, so not trying to overdraft people, not trying to chase, you know, fill out positions, and just try to take value where you can. I don't think I love the construction of it. I have some better players at certain spots. Um, probably I'm going to need a sleeper to hit one of these guys on my bench to go off me come just a stud. And then, you know, then I'd feel really good about it. But your bench is, it is I feel okay. widely pretty old. You don't have like a lot of long shot rookies. It's mostly Well, I mean, Calvin Ridley's in his second year. Mike Williams is still, I think, on his rookie contract. Trey Cohen's in his third year. Sanders and Tom, Kenny Stills are old. Anthony Miller's in his second year. Tom so, Brady. Is, I thought, isn't he a rookie? <laughs> I, I I thought it was funny. You, like we were talking when we're gonna have to have a lot of chats about things we mentioned in person at the draft for those of you who did not attend. And uh, nerds, I I was talking about how I was shocked at how far both Drew Brees and Tom Brady have sunk this year in projections and uh, you know draft boards and things. And you're like, you know what? You know what? I like old risky quarterbacks my backup quarterback will also be old and risky that was your strategy well tom brady is old but reliable so i think he's going to get be solid all year where drew Brees could be hit and miss he could fall off the um just fall off towards the end of the year like he did last year so that's the reason for the backup i felt better going with tom brady than going with like jared goff or you know um, andrew luck <laughs> yes uh, Doug Jones or whoever, some young guy who will probably have a decent game or two, maybe goes off a little bit, but I think you can't miss with Tom Brady, even if he doesn't yeah. have great games. Yeah. The, the only problem I see, I think they're obviously, as long as they remain healthy, they're both super good and have good teams. So they, they should be both very reliable. I don't personally, I don't like it when I have two good options at one of the one-off positions because then you feel like you made the wrong decision every week. Uh, but obviously, in the other scenario, if one of them gets hurt, then you have a good backup, so then you're fine. I think that was the – if I had a younger quarterback that I felt solid about, I wouldn't have drafted a second quarterback. But with Drew Brees, at the first, he, I took Drew Brees first. I think it felt I needed someone else who could follow up with him in case something happened or you know his play just fell off. And I agree with you. There was actually an article a couple of years ago on ESPN – and said, you know, the premise of the article was, should I draft two decent or two quarterbacks and just try to pick my matchups versus take one guy and just ride it out? And basically it boiled down to you're never going to be able to guess right enough of the time to make a statistical difference in how you should play the guy. So just get the one guy that you feel solid about and ride him out until you obviously buy week. Yeah, that makes sense to me. It, it, it just feels bad when you have to make a decision, even when it's between two good options. Uh, if it, as it feels worse if it's a decision between two bad options. But at, when you have too many people at a given position and you're always making it based on kind of arbitrary information, it doesn't feel good. So I agree. I, I usually have only one quarterback personally. Um, 
And obviously, yeah, I usually have one defense and one kicker. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with that article. Oh, you mentioned um, your projections. And so I wanted to point out the projections that ESPN is now putting on the front of our league page. And I, first of all, caveat, I think this is ridiculous. And Agreed. there's... Oh, wow, these have been updated. Seen they've it. been updated, uh, which also makes... Okay. I want to ask you, since you were one of the chain, one of the movers and you specifically passed me, I was sixth and Hell now yeah. I'm seventh and you were seventh and now you're sixth. Um, did you change your lineup or is this just based on projections of the players you drafted? I This has to be... I have changed nothing. Okay. Uh, so this has to be based on... <laughs> this has to be based on some sort of projectional change. Maybe it's... You know, I mean, with the Andrew Luck news, yeah. which I guess so that probably to. hurt Meg because she went from fifth to eighth real fast, but Jen went from eighth to fifth, and I don't know if she did anything. Um, Jen Always is the biggest so. riser, and Meg Collins is the biggest faller, uh, and then a couple other people swap positions. You and I swatched, swapped six, six and seven, and. Uh, Alex and Abby swapped nine and ten. Well, it looks like everyone swapped. There was no one that went like five to seven, and then someone else went, you know, six to five. Everything looks like it's correlated, so I don't fully understand. Well, what's I going think on it's here, a, but... I think it's a coincidence that Jen and Meg Collins swapped eight and five. I think that just is because of where they are relative to each other. I don't think that they were swapped one for the other. It just was a coincidence. One thing with Meg, who is in the room, you can probably hear me right now. Um, I saw I was sitting next to her, and I saw that she had drafted um, Andrew Luck, and I was just more concerned with that cap, supposed calf injury that he might be out for a few weeks and it turned into what happened a couple of years ago. So I told her to immediately draft uh, someone else, and she went with I think Russell Wilson. So good so, call, good advice, good husbandly yeah. advice there at the draft. So I don't think that should have really altered her projections that much because frankly i think i'd rather have russell wilson going in a season than andrew luck even if everything was equal so i don't fully understand it i think this is just more yahoo changed or yahoo espn changed some projections around and just maybe um again i think i'm positive that these projections are very stupid and dumb and i'm sure they are meaningless maybe they are as dumb as oh you have andrew luck in your roster still and now he is a goose egg for the whole year so your total points scored on the year are lower because you have a quarterback who's going to get no points for the whole season i wouldn't be surprised right. if it's that you know, dumb i would probably agree with that i would say with yahoo fantasy sports they're at least more transparent with how they do their projections you know they mean the same jack squad as anything else where but they at least will say you know projections from here on out total season points from here on out, head-to-head projections. So, like, obvious, you know, based on what you've got going on, this is just opaque as to how they're even coming yeah. up with it. I will hmm. uh, make a wager that the final league standings will not be the league standings that they projected on draft day. That's my bold claim. We wouldn't, we wouldn't bet on this. I will bet any amount of money on that, whatever you're willing to take. <laughs> well, last year I offered you a proposition bet of Derrick Henry – going over the 40 points or something he scored. I, I needed odds on that. I tried to bet the entirety of your um, Bourbon County Stout collection versus one beer, and you would not take me up on that. So I don't think you and I will see the same way on odds. Probably not. Probably not. It, and and I think you would have won that one beer. Yeah, it w- would have been so cool to win one beer. Totally worth yeah. it. 
I mean, it would have been a free beer for you. Yeah. Uh, who should we talk about next? I mean, let's talk about let's talk about the movers. Let's talk about Meg and then Jen, and then okay. Whatever. Let's talk about let's talk about Meg's team. Okay. Currently, currently best little running back in Texas, but obviously that's a reference to uh, musicals from last year and Ezekiel Ezekiel Elliott. Mm-hmm. So that will change, but let's go through it. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Meg on his team. The big news, obviously, Andrew Luck was her starting quarterback, and he announced his retirement at age twenty nine. Surprisingly, Bonkers. last night, the same day we did our draft. Bonkers. And then he was also, the news broke during the Colts-Bears game, So, and he was on the sideline. So it broke during the third quarter. So they start talking about it, and people in the stands start reading Twitter and seeing that Average Shepter tweeted about it, and they know about it during the game. It's absurd. It was weird, and they started booing him, and that was sad. That, he cried. That was crap. Yeah, I mean, he's already in a tough spot, so you know, I get booing him. They shouldn't have. I understand the sentiment, but man, that's just that's rough. It is rough. So, yeah. how do you like Meg's team? I'm sure you looked at it probably second closest out of all the teams in the league, if I had to guess. Uh, yeah, yes, that'd be true. Um, I think our team's pretty good. David Johnson. We'll have to see what how he's going to fit into that. Call it air raid offense, but it's not the air raid offense. He should bounce back. Devontae Freeman's always good. She has good wide receivers. And I like her bench depth. Honestly, it's pretty decent. But Elshon Jeffrey, Chris Goodwin, Tevin Coleman, Sean McCoy is just old or whatever. Sean Jackson's also old. But Deion Lewis is a nice – he might be end up being the primary running back in Texas because Derrick Henry, while he had a bonkers end of the year last year, the first 13 games of – well, 12 games of his season were pretty terrible. Two things. First of all – my understanding is that Deion Lewis is on the Titans, not in Texas. Did I say Texas? Oh, okay. Correct. Second. Thank you for fact checking. No problem. Devontae Freeman, you said he's always good. Last year, he got hurt. He had 14 carries and five receptions on the whole season. Okay. Well, you can't say his skills went down if he gets hurt. Well, you can say. like tears an ACL in his first I think game. It's, you can say he's not always good. He's an injury risk. So are you when you're walking down the street. You can tear an ACL. <laughs> I will put my ACLs again. Another bet: my ACLs will last longer than most starting running backs. Okay, again, agreed. Great. I'll, I'll buy you that one beer versus your uh, collection from County Stout. No, thank you. Okay, fine. I anyway, I uh, I also like Meg's team. Um, bummer about Andrew Luck. I think David Johnson should be good still. I, I he is so solid. Julio Jones, pretty awesome. I'd be happy to have him. Uh, yeah, overall, pretty solid. Steven Goskowski, many people's top kicker. Are you really, really breaking down the kicker? Oh, yeah. Really care about that's the That's what we're doing? Mostly, I mean, I care about Steven Goskowski, and I care about Justin Tucker, and that's where my interest ends. Okay, yeah, great. I can't wait to look at the Justin Tucker. I, you don't want to talk about you don't want to talk about Greg Zerline? Not really, no. Okay. I'll go. We, I have 15 minutes prepped on, on Tucker. Oh. <laughs> I look forward to just being able to put down the microphone, just walk away, and like coming back ten minutes later, like, "Hey, are you, you still got five minutes left?" Yeah, I still got five minutes yep. left. Okay, make it stack. exactly. So anyway, yeah, uh, solid. I'm a little. I'm also confused why they would have her knocked down from five to eight, and I, I honestly think it's because they are so stupid that they just did total points on the season, disregarding substituting starters, things like that. I just think, like, I bet. Here's how dumb I think it is. I bet if you had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven starting quarterbacks on your bench 
it would say, oh, you have the best team in the league because you're going to score the most points all season long. Your points are ridiculous right now. That's what I think. I think that is very dumb, and that's how dumb it is. And because you have a hole in your starting lineup now for the whole season guaranteed as opposed to some, like, injured or suspended players that are probably going to start at some point, they're like, oh, Andrew Luck is a goose egg, so you're way worse now when she has a totally viable starting quarterback for every game except for his bye week. Yeah, it makes no sense, but way to go, ESPN. Way to go. Now let's talk about Jen, who right. catapulted from eighth to fifth, and I Vaulted, just don't know if she did anything because we haven't talked in depth since the draft, which was only yesterday. Here, let's see. Can we do transactions? I don't think there are transactions. I think we're still on waivers right now, so you really couldn't change. You couldn't pick up or drop anyone. I don't. I think it's. I think it's um, a free for all right now. I think. think so. I don't even think you need to use the waiver. I think you can just add and drop free agents. Well, then I was wrong. I thought Meg said that she had uh, someone she had lined up for Andrew Luck when she was going to drop him. Maybe she just hasn't gotten around to it yet. This has nothing listed about players being added and dropped. So, no, I don't think any changes have made yet. So this is just Jen. All of a sudden, they're like, you know what? On second look, Jen, your team looks way better one day later. You know what? You know what? Maybe they saw David Montgomery play for the Bears yesterday, and they're like, oh, my God. Monster. He. Well, how did we undervalue him so much? I kind of. I wanted him. He. I. That was the player that I considered taking one round earlier, and I didn't have a pick for like fifteen picks or something, and I waffled and I didn't take him, and I'm sad I don't have him. It, he lasted until like two picks before my turn, and I'm sad about it. But anyway, yeah, David Montgomery should be good. Uh, Goff. Yes, but let's talk about our team, and I'll get back to my point on Montgomery. Yep. All right. All right so we've got team as a general Jared Goff. We've got Nick Chubb, which obviously strong running back at the draft. Jen said, Nick Chubb, I really don't like that name. And I laughed a lot. That was funny. Uh, James Conner. I don't get it. Why, go ahead. I don't get it. Why would you not like the name Nick? <laughs> Nick is a great name. I know at least one okay Nick. Oh, thanks, buddy. Oh, it's not me. Yeah, no. No, it's not me. Uh, No, it's not me. James Conner, as a backup, as our second string running back, who was super awesome when Le'Veon Bell was out last year. So hopefully he can continue to be super awesome this year. Um, Amari Cooper, Stephon Diggs, George Kittle, David Montgomery, currently in flex, Browns defense, and Mike Bagley, Bagley, B-A-D-G-L-E-Y. I'm going to say Bagley. Again, why are we even talking about why are we even talking I about kickers? I don't know that guy, obviously. Know nothing about him. I just wanted to not pronounce his name. It is an interesting Apparently combination of consonants. D-G-L all in a row. Badgley. Yeah, that hits a lot of speech impediments. On the bench, Kenny Galladay, Miles Sanders, Marvin Jones Jr., Adrian Peterson, who we gave her a hard time because he's a bad apple these days, Corey Davis, Kalen Balage, and Tony Pollard. What do you think? Well, why don't you go first since this is your wife? Okay. As is usual for Jen, I think she's super strong at running back and a little bit weak at wide receiver and totally acceptable at quarterback. Um, not Those things aren't always true. The running back thing is always true, and then other stuff is just what I'm saying. So anyway, super RB heavy, well, should be good. Wide receiver's a little weak, but probably not a problem for her. I think she's going to be good again because she's always good, and she has really good running backs. Now here, here's my controversial take. I don't think her running backs are that good. Whoa, that is controversial. Let me hear what you have to say. Okay, so Nick Chubb has the <laughs> rock for 
for the first at least eight games before Kareem Hunt gets reinstated, and we don't know what's going to happen there. But even then, Nick Chubb is a good, but I don't think he's a great back. And I think that offense is going to throw a lot more this season as compared to the beginning parts of last season before whatever Fatty McGee head coach they have now took over as the head coach last year. Connor was good. I mean, he was serviceable. He was above average. What are you talking about? He was awesome. Great. He was on my team, I know, but he also fell off towards the end of the year. I think he's a good running back. He's not great. Um, I think his main benefit is opportunity because he's going to get a bunch of carries, but I think he's also going to have to split a bunch of carries because he's a little, I won't say fragile, but he's got, he can get nicked up and that's going to hamper his success. So you're saying being nicked is bad. So Nick is bad. uh, Nick is bad. Chubb's apparently good. So then David Montgomery, see what I did there? So David Montgomery is also a complimentary back who's going to get a fair amount of the touches, but he's also going to split time with two other running backs, and you know it's an offense that wants to air it out. He's going to have to do a lot of the passing game, which is why he's there. Um, you don't think he's going to earn uh, the number one back spot throughout he's the not, opening weeks or whatever? I don't think there's going to be a true number one back in Chicago because Tariq Cohen is going to command a lot of attention and get a lot of snaps there, and David Montgomery is going to be their primary running guy, but he's not going to get you know primary runner uh, touches and so I like him as a flex but of those three guys that's where she's at he's at I that's what that. he's at but on her team I think I like Adrian Peterson better in any probably in the flex role so Nick is bad roles. and you like Adrian Peterson look you don't have to like the people you play because if you did frankly you couldn't play that if you tried to only draft people good people on fantasy football like a third of the league would be immediately gone. So you have to do what you got. You can drive a moral stance. If that's what you want to do, you're going to lose every year. But, so actually, I think I like her wide receivers a little bit better than her running backs, even though she famously overvalues running backs. I think uh, Amari Cooper had a bang-up year last year. He's also playing for a contract this year. I think he really got unleashed last year when he went to Dallas. Now, hopefully that carries over. But, I mean, you have continuity there. Stefan Diggs is always good with Adam Thielen. He's got he doesn't have to be a true number one. He can be a little bit of a number two. Yeah, why nice why is he down this there. year in projection? He's he was like super good last year and the year before. And it seems like people are a little bit down on him. He was lower than I expected. Why is that? Yeah, I I don't I have no idea. I don't see any good reason why he'd be down this year as compared to last year. Same quarterback, same quarterback, same offensive coordinator, same coaching staff. Nothing's really changed. So I don't fully get it. I think I like her wide receivers a little bit better than I like her running backs. George Kittle, a lot of people's like number two tight end, and that's pretty good. Yeah, uh, you never know though if um, if Jimmy G's going to throw fifteen interceptions and have a zero point zero passer rating. Well, then it really doesn't matter what how good George Kittle is. George Kittle's not throwing any interceptions. True, but if look, if I'm throwing George Kittle the ball, he's screwed. So yes, I agree. So you're so bad at football. G- Nick is I bad. Could put up the same, I could put up the same amount of QBR as Jimmy G did in that one preseason game with 0.0. I think he'd still be good even if Garoppolo struggles, but maybe not. I don't know. Anyway, I yeah. I think I disagree with you that uh, I think our running backs are still strong. Um, but we maybe we both agree that our team's pretty good for different reasons? I think yes. Okay. I think team's pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Let's just go down the list. Uh, how about we talk about the reigning champ, Casey Johnson from Wisconsin? He's from Wisconsin? He is, yeah. 
Oh, I didn't know that. Currently named Sloppy Mahomes Ellipsis. Is that an ellipsis okay. in his actual name, or is that an ellipsis because it isn't showing the whole name on my computer? I think it's just Sloppy Mahomes Ellipsis. It's supposed to be Sloppy Joe, but Sloppy Mahomes. I don't I'm trying to get figure it. Out the reference. Like the Sloppy Joe. The Lunch Lady okay, Land. Whatever. I don't. Patrick yeah. Mahomes has no connection to Sloppy Joes or Lunch Ladies, as far as I know. All right, we'll have to figure a piece that one together. He's awesome. And I forgot until prepping for the draft that his first name was Patrick, and it made me like him even more. I was like, Mahomes, he's great. Oh, my God, his name's Patrick, too. He's so cool. I love Patrick Mahomes. I know at least one good Patrick. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, one. That's it. He's so good. Uh, that's pretty cool. I'm jealous that he has Patrick Mahomes, and he got him uh, in the third round. That's pretty good that the whole league yeah. waited on quarterback like experts say you should, but normally we cannot resist the draw. But uh, Patrick Mahomes, 30th overall pick. Way to go, Fancy, and way to go, Casey. I support your acquisition of Patrick Mahomes. Now, he also has Lamar Jackson. You think he's going to like have a push-pull each week? Should I play Patrick Mahomes? Should I play Lamar Jackson? I don't think so. I don't think there's going to be too much temptation there. I don't know. Maybe I'm uninformed and unkind, but I w- if your backup quarterback is Lamar Jackson, why draft a backup quarterback? Why not just pick somebody up on the waiver when your quarterback is hurt or uh, on bye week. That seems, he seems kind of bad. And it says on this last year, he was the 29th QB. That's not very good. Well, he also didn't get to play until like week 10. So I'd want to see his points per game basis. Um, so that'd be a little bit different. Well, actually, isn't that? Yeah, they have splits. Average, oh, it's, wait, is it average points? That's average points, isn't it? Yeah. So it's 19.3. It's not average 19. But he, he's a guy who gets all of his points from running, and then you know he says, oh, I'm going to pass a bunch more this year. And then his coach said, I'm not sure if that's true. So take that for what it's worth. Yeah, I – yeah, Lamar Jackson, maybe not strong. Patrick Holmes, very good. Who else he has? He has Aaron Jones. Had to go for that Green Bay running back. Sonny Michelle, Devontae Adams, Green Bay wide receiver. DJ Moore, Travis Kelsey, number one tight end on everyone's list. Philip Lindsay, Bill's defense, and Harris Butker, kicker. Let's talk about kickers because Nick loves it. On his bench, A.J. Green, who's hurt, Latavius Murray, Duke Johnson Jr., the aforementioned Lamar Jackson, Marquez Valdez-Scanling, another Packer, Corey Clement, and Golden Tate, who's suspended. I feel like Casey only wanted to watch Packers and Chiefs games, so he just drafted a bunch of Packers and Chiefs. I mean, there is nothing wrong with getting Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, the by far number one quarterback and by far number one tight end. Uh, I, I don't think I don't have any strong feelings about the Kansas City kicker. To your surprise, I'm sure. Um, but uh, yeah, that's a lot of Packers, my friend. Woo. Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, and Marquez Valdez Scanlon. He likes yeah. those Packers. He loves him some Packers. I, again, did not know that about him. Yeah. Uh, let's let me go back to the league home page real fast and see what they had for Casey. They have him at number two, and they've had him at number two since the draft. Yeah, the top four did not change for whatever reason. It's just all the rest of us bottom feeders, hmm. apparently. Yeah. They move up and so, down. So uh, Ameritrade, TD Ameritrade, big fans of Casey's team. Uh, as I said, big fan of Patrick Mahomes, big fan of Travis Kelsey. Obviously a little too much Packer. Obviously going to be hurt on the bye week. And also the Packers sucked last year. If they suck again this year, that would be pretty bad. Um, so I think it's kind of a boomer bust team. I'm not as high as TD Ameritrade, but I love Patrick Mahomes. What do you think? Look, Patrick Mahomes is obviously great reigning MVP. He's obviously due for a regression. 
but he's still going to be great. Can't leave Baltimore. And also giving him in the, essentially the beginning, late third, early fourth round. Great, great pick. Um, way to pounce while the iron was hot. Um, yeah, the rest of the team is solid. I think Sonny Michelle, you know, I don't think you never know with New England running backs. No. They change week to week. You, you don't know if they're going to throw 50 times or run 30 times. And you don't know just, which just running back is going to get it. I've had a lot of New England running backs on my roster, and I always choose to start the wrong one. Oh, yeah. It's it's like our quarterback conversation, It's but it's but running backs and from New England. You never know. You might, you'll have him in your lineup like three weeks, and he'll do nothing. And then he'll say, you know what? He's just not getting touches. I'll take him out, and then he'll go off that next week. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, the wide receivers are average. I mean, good, but Devontae Adams, you don't know with the new offense how they're going to run. DJ Moore with Cam Newton's shoulder and how he's going to play, you just don't know. Travis Kelsey, obviously, you can't go wrong with. Philip Lindsay, I think, is a pretty good pick. Yeah, I like him. Um, you, yeah, even though that's also a, a little bit of a backfield by committee. It's overall a good team. Yeah, he's not going to like the Packers by week. I'll say that. Oh, I'd like to point out week eight. Sunday, uh, the Sunday night game is Chiefs versus Packers. So we all know what Casey's going to be invested in. He's going to have a real conflicted interest there. Or just want a high-scoring game, I guess. No conflict. Kansas City does have a week 12 bye. I have to get my baby. She is starting to get sad. Hello. Ah. Hello. Hi, baby. Hi. Oh, yep, I knew you'd grab that. Yep, she wants to grab these cords. <laughs> She's good at grabbing. Okay, where were we? Making fun of... Oh, like find the bye weeks. What did you find in the interim okay. about the Green Bay bye week? So, actually, it turns out that week 11 is Green Bay's bye week. So, close. One week off. Week 11, week 12, all of his important yes. players. Yes, so it's going to be a rough little stretch for him. All right. I'll be sure so to the make schedule the schedule that I play him. <laughs> yeah, so do you want to play him in week 11 and I'll play him week 12? Or how do you want yeah, to do that? Yeah, that's good. All right, good. I, I want to play him later because if his team is good, he'll be fine and not care. And I'll be, I'm always going to be on the bubble on whether I make the playoffs or not. And so I need to finish strong. <laughs> uh, so that's my plan. Okay, play KC week 12. Fair Done. Enough. Yeah, make a, make a note of that. Yep. Okay, next. Gary's team, you can't beat the Mingo. Number one team, you can't beat the Mingo. He's got number one pick overall, Squan Barkley. That's going to help. That helps. That's going to be good. It's going to work out well. He's also got Deshaun Watson, at quarterback, Delvin Cook, Tyreek Hill, Julian Edelman, O.J. Howard, Jordan Howard, two Howards. He's got running back Howard and tight end Howard. Back Howards. Eagles and Justin Tucker, the number one kicker in league history, most accurate, probably pushing for the record for longest kick, opera singer, excellent dancer, all around good guy, Justin Tucker. On the bench, Carson Wentz, Allen Robinson, Peyton Barber, Austin Hooper, Ronald Jones, Michael Gallup, and Jake Elliott. He has a kicker on his bench. Don't know about that. Gary. Okay, buddy. I don't fully understand it, but you know. That Gary loves yeah, kickers. Yeah, uh, but especially when you have Justin Tucker. Why do you need a backup kicker? Am I right? Justin Tucker, man. I mean, do you want to do your 15 minutes now so I can no, go take the dog off? I don't actually have 15 minutes, but I do love him very much. There's a lot of good Justin Tucker celebration animated gifts out there. Uh, if you search Justin Tucker 
gif. You'll find some good ones. He's going to break the record for longest field goal someday, and he is already the most accurate kicker in the history. So he's great. Who has the record for longest field goal? Didn't get broken. Yeah, it's like 63 yards or something like that, 64. No, it, it was 63 for the longest time. It was uh, that guy who had yep. half a foot, and then uh, someone else had tied it. Like someone, whoever was the longtime kicker for Denver, who's name escaped me right now. And then I feel like within the last few years, someone uh, went to 64, <laughs> I think. Or maybe maybe someone recently tied it. really wants to eat my headphone cords. It's not good. And she's not. Put that baby, get, get that baby some cans. You know, put some earphones on her and let her uh, way, do her thing. Baby cat says hello, everyone. She's in my lap and is making noises. That's her saying hello in the happiest way she knows how. Poor thing. <laughs> she just laughed. I heard it. So, I obviously like Squan Barkley, and I'm also every time I see how awesome Squan Barkley is, I'm so happy for Charlie Yordy, our Penn State friend. I was wondering why you're happy for Charlie Yordy because he, yeah, that makes Squan sense. is his man. I I think there's some risk with his wide receivers. Seemingly, uh, Pete TD Ameritrade is happy with him. Tyreek Hill, Julian Edelman. Injury risks and suspension risks. Well, both of them. Well, was Tyreek Hill ever suspended? I, don't, I think he got away with throwing his pregnant girlfriend onto the bed full of guns. <laughs> I think so. I think you're right. I think he did, and and then he recently just got away with breaking his son's arm. So and then threatening his now wife, and he's got like four kids. Yeah, Tyreek Hill, not the best reputation. Uh, but how about Delvin Cook? He's yeah. a good uh, RB two, huh? That's good. That's yeah. a that's a good RB two. Yeah, can't can't complain about that. He's got sol- solid running backs, and frankly, his wide receivers are <laughs> solid. Uh, I mean, good. He's got maybe the number one wide receiver. I mean, Tyreek Hill is debatable, but um, Saquon Barkley, the number one running back. Uh, Julian Elman, a little weak, um, but not bad, but still very serviceable. Uh, his holes are Deshaun Watson, who should be good, but he took a step back a little bit last year. Uh, and that could be just blamed on the ACL he tore his rookie year. And then Jordan Howard, I don't love. You know, I like his skill set, obviously, former Bear. He got traded, so I can't fault him for that. But I think he's just stuck in a, a backfield that's got a lot of depth. So I'm not sure how much okay fun he's going to get. Though. He's not as RB2. Yeah, okay for a flex. I think he could. I think he'll end up playing you know, like an Allen Robinson in that role a little more frequently than he's going to want Jordan Howard. But, you know, yeah. can't go wrong. Well, uh, it yeah, seems good I, for a reason. he has a lot of very high-end, high-ceiling characters. And, uh, you know... Well, well, no, the character on the team is not <laughs> high-ceiling. Yes. The character is suspect. The abilities mm-hmm. are good. Uh, so, yeah, he, he probably will have some huge weeks, and he might have some bad weeks, and he might have his players suspended. So, you know. Whatever. Yeah, steroids, beating people, whatever. Good job, Gary. That, I'm sure you're... That being said, Deshaun Watson and Saquon Barkley. Extensive draft pay- paid off. <laughs> Those years of broadcasting school really paying off. From number one projection in the preseason to number 10, let's check out Abby Saul. Placeholder, placeholder. Uh, her name. Hmm. I believe you're mispronouncing her name. Placeholder, placeholder... All those, all those letters sound. It's pronounced caboose. Oh, still holding the caboose train. True or false? She is currently the caboose. 
She is currently the caboose. Oh my goodness. Maybe Cat has some things to say, and I bounced her and Maybe I just she's... made it a, a funny crying sound. <laughs> Maybe she does not like the fact that I called Abby the caboose. She probably, I don't know if she can hear though. I have my headphones on. Anyway, so uh, Abby has uh, squirmed her way up from the 10th position to the all the way up to 9. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Yeah, so See, she's doing have... better. Oh, never mind. Okay, you're right. She's in ninth now. I apologize. She's no. She's not currently the caboose. So we'll take that back. Yep. Uh, poor Alex is uh, the the current caboose. Current caboose. Current caboose. Our friend Alex. All right. Uh, we we so. can maybe change the uh, sacco to the caboose. Yeah. Instead of ripping off the league, and we should do our own thing and just call it the caboose. Okay. It doesn't have as much of a sense of shame as I would like, but mm. it'll do. Okay, it'll we do. can work on that. We okay. can work on that. So anyway, let's look at placeholder, placeholder, former caboose, now second from the end, whatever you call that train car. What was that train car in like, uh, what's that movie, Snowpiercer? What was the second to last car? It was still very bad. You don't want to be at the end of that train. I'll tell you. Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) Anyway, uh, she has Christian McCaffrey, number two overall pick, very good running back. One of the best names for running back, Carrion Johnson, because you want to carry the ball. Fantastic. Mike Evans, Cooper Cup, Vance McDonald, Darius. Is it Goose or Juice? Geis. Geis. Over two. Yeah. You wouldn't think G U I C E could be Goose, Juice. You just pronounce it. No, it's Geis. Makes no the, sense. So if you were trying to make a joke, you'd be like, the Geis is lice instead of the Goose is loose, and that wouldn't work very well. Yeah, no. Jaguars D, Kaimi Fairbarn, kicker, Matt Ryan, quarterback. Who also has a bit of a tumble in the projections this year, but I think is probably about right because he was underrated for years, and then he did awesome, and now he's like highly rated, but not at the very top. Um, on the bench: D.D. Westbrook, David Joku, Dante Pettis, Darwin Thompson, Jameis Winston, D.K. Metcalf, a yes. mountain of a man, and Jalen Richard. I think you know who we have to talk about for the rest of this analysis, and that's our man D.K. Metcalf. Metcalf. Yes. Let's talk about him. Does he have a seven-pack or an eight-pack? No, no, no. Uh, he has a nine-pack. He found an extra ab. Okay, so first off, uh, one, DK Metcalf is a mountain of a man. He, in fact, might be bigger than the mountain. That's not true. He's definitely not bigger than the mountain. The man's massive. But... Yeah, the actual person who played the mountain is super – One of this. well, there's like three different actors who played mountain on Game of Thrones. One was a oh, really? World's Strongest Man competitor. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm familiar with. But they're the first one and the third one – I was thinking it was the middle one that was the world's strongest man guy, but I could be wrong. It's the guy whose face you actually see. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because I'm familiar with that guy. Well, I they, I, there were two around. different that you actually saw their face. A lot. There are a few okay. characters on Game of Thrones who they switched actors conspicuously in the middle of the run, and they were like, "No, that's just a completely different face." And Mountain is one of them. But I, then the third one didn't matter as much because he was like a zombie at that point. Spoilers. Ah, uh, okay. Well, um, either way. I was just make a point about the mountain, but it doesn't matter. DK Metcalf is a massive, massive man, and I feel like Abby should make her official team image just him shirtless. Yeah, I don't know what um, Saturday Night Live pun you can make, but obviously something has to be DK Metcalf for her team. Yeah. Oh, okay. obviously. Obviously. He's currently questionable. Uh, he's a rookie. He's very he large. Had, he's he had minor fit. surgery on his uh, leg or foot. Yeah, that sucks, but he's great. 
I'm, I'm yeah, rooting so for him. reference, we looked up all these stats the other day. So he is almost the same size as Mountain of a Man, um, Derek Henry, who plays running back, but DK Metcalf is a wide receiver. Derek Henry ran a 4-5-5 at the combine or something close to that. And DK Metcalf ran a 4-3-3, which is blazing fast. I, yeah, when you said it was under 4-4, I was, I was blown away. That's crazy. If 4-3-3 is fast for anyone, like, and you let alone a guy who's his size, which is like 6-5-2-4 or something like that. I believe he's 6'3", but, but he's still – his weight fine. was very large because he's huge. Fine, whatever. He's huge. And then – but his only thing is that he's slower than Tom Brady in the cone drills. Yeah, that is shocking. However, again, just run in a straight line, jump over the dude <laughs> who's trying to guard you, or just shove him to the ground because you are way bigger than him, and uh, you win. I'm kind of surprised that uh, they just don't make him a tight end. doesn't seem like you'd just be a tight end just like manhandling people. Yeah, I would think so also. But anyway, I'm excited for so Abby's team because DK Metcalf is good. I looked this up. So in Snowpiercer, there's the, there's, they don't specifically order the cars because I feel like there might be multiple cars per section. There's the tail section is the lowest, where the lowest member of societies are, were housed. And then the quarantine section, that was next. So so, oh. so Abby's kind of the, the quarantine zone <laughs> of the train right now. Not a compliment still. I would say... I'd rather be a caboose <laughs> than in the quarantine zone. As far I don't know, as why you think any of these would be, a, why would you think any of these would be a compliment? Yeah, when you're that when you're that far low. Yeah, you want like in projections. Yeah, and in projections, true. Well, just in projections. We I don't thought know you how were going to play out. I was talking about um, in the train. Is my mind? I I don't think of Abby as that low in life or society. I just was thinking of the Snowpiercer train. Anyway. Uh, Chris McCaffrey should be good. DK Metcalf is exciting. That's my analysis. So I don't love Christian McCaffrey. Is it because you're godless? Yes, that's just, I'm a heathen, and mm-hmm. I haven't found Jesus yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's a little bit Reggie Bush. Where? <laughs> so he's the best. Technically speaking, Reggie Bush didn't play football for USC. Wow. Technically speaking, he did I not. saw it with my own eyes. I was there. That was my time at USC. Yeah, he was freaky in college, and then he got to the pros, and he was a good back. But then he like had a good rookie season, and then his next year, like call it his sophomore year in the NFL, he was like the number two ranked player, number one or two ranked player in fantasy, and then just never lived up to expectations. Yes, I, I think I, it's uncontroversial to say he had a disappointing NFL career. I will, well, while I'm a super fan, I will not contend that he had a good or uh, up to expectation NFL career. Certainly not. Well, he had a perfectly good NFL career, and, and but I think that in terms of fantasy, he got ranked like his second year as one or two, number one or two, the same way with Chris McCaffrey, and he just never lived up to even the fantasy expectations that year. And I kind of feel that with Chris McCaffrey. I think he's got a great skill set, but if you can't use him correctly, what are you even doing with him? But so, didn't I, I feel like it was, for Reggie Bush, it was based on speculation, whereas Christian McCaffrey, it's based on he has actually had excellent results. Like, they are using him a ton in a variety of ways. Whereas for Reggie Bush, they're like, oh, my God, he can do everything. He's going to touch the ball a thousand times. And he just never did. I, I feel like it was pure hype with Reggie Bush based on college, whereas with Christian McCaffrey, he has had crazy numbers. And so there is more of a basis to be excited for him. Well, let's see here. 2018 season. And was he actually ranked third? Was he actually third last year? Stupid dogs barking at me. 
So not only does this podcast have crying babies and then Lily coming in, it now has my dumb dog barking because he wants to go outside. So I'm going to try to take him outside while still doing this. This is going to be fun. going to go get some ambient sound. So, um, so if he was actually ranked third last year, then I take a small part of that back. He's due for, I think he's still due for aggression. But I, I don't know. Something about me doesn't trust him. But then again, I don't have to because I didn't draft him. Yeah, he was amazing last year. For sure. That's about... Anyone else? Anyone else on the quarantine zone team that you would like to talk about? Mike Evans, is he done or is he going to be good again? He is down in projections. Hard to tell because he's got a new head coach, Bruce Arians, the only head coach in like the history of the NFL who had to take a physical before getting the job because <laughs> he has heart problems. That's sad. Weird because he retired from the Cardinals because he you know, didn't feel like his health could up, up to it. And then he takes one year and then it's like, you know what I want to do? Let's go to the Bucks. Yeah. Like like most people, he wants to retire to Florida mm-hmm. instead of Arizona, I guess. I mean, they're both Whatever. good options for retirement, let's be sure. Uh, Bruce Arians thought he had the Bears job before we hired uh, Mark Trestman. So that's good news. We made the right choice on that one. That worked out well. It did not. Yeah. So that was dumb. He, that was the year he won Coach of the Year because he took over for uh, whatever his name is, the guy who's the Bears defensive coordinator now. Uh, when he had cancer, went on a run, won coach of the year, and then he was like, well, I can't stay here. I'm going to go to my head coaching jobs, something he never thought he was going to do. Interview with the Bears, thought he had the Bears job, and then they're like, no, we're going to go with this guy from the Canadian Football League. That was surprising. Worked out well. And not yeah. Good. Go Bears. Go Quarantine Zone. <laughs> hey, Quarantine Zone. I, I, was, I wish there were only 10 I wish there were only ten kinds of cars in Snowpiercer because then we could assign these to everyone. It'd be fun. Yeah, uh, we could assign individual characters. Who gets to be weird Tilda Swinton? Oh, see, uh, Gary. <laughs> All right. Congratulations, Gary. Yeah, go Gary, go. Uh, I want to talk about Meg Collins next. I mean, sorry, we Megan about, Murphy. We were talking about Meg Collins. Okay, Meg Murphy. Meg Murphy. Dancing Through Lineman is still the name, which is not up to date. Are you sure? That's not an SNL sketch? I'm not familiar with that as an SNL sketch. There I mean, is sometimes deep, deep dancing on SNL. SNL. Or... Yeah, maybe it's a real deep cut. Although she specifically said in WhatsApp that she doesn't know anything about SNL. So probably she's not the one that would have a super deep cut. Anyway, let's talk about Dancing Through Lyman, who are the static fourth place projected team according to TD Ameritrade. And TD Ameritrade is dumb. <laughs> Take that multi-billion dollar investment banking firm. I don't think I don't think they put in the individualized effort to analyze our specific league with our rule set and our uh, whatever and figure out anything about. And also, man, if you could that accurately predict sporting events, you wouldn't even need to trade you, stock. If you could do it, you went back in time and bought a sports almanac and exactly. uh, give it to yourself so you could be the Donald Trump of the future. Not the Biff. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen that where like Biff is essentially Donald Trump? Future Biff is Donald Trump because he like runs casino. He's got bad hair. His wife has like a bunch of plastic surgery. He's basically Donald. Walks around and acts like an asshole the entire time. He's basically Donald Trump. Hmm. I haven't seen any clip that makes that comparison, but I believe you. Yeah. So, Meg Murphy, she's got Joe Mixon. But has he ever done anything bad? I I don't know the reference. I apparently yes. Based on you bringing it up, <laughs> I'm, every time I'm, I feel like my main role in these things is just to bring up all the bad things NFL players have done. What did Joe Mixon do? Uh, broke a girl's jaw in college. Oh jeez. Oh Joe. DeAndre Hopkins 
approximately the number one wide receiver by many projections. He's very good. He had, I believe, I saw that he had zero drops last year. Um, wow. He's amazing. Good. Yeah, he's super good. Baker Mayfield at quarterback, which is kind of fun. I kind of wanted him. I kind of wanted I, – I was uh, considering picking up a Baker Mayfield, and I did not. Mm, yeah, well, I think – I would I, – I agree. I would, I would be excited if I had Baker Mayfield. I think that would be fun every week. I don't know what I'm getting, but I think I'd have fun every week. Derrick Henry, Keenan Allen, Evan Ingram, Kenyon Drake, Vikings D, Robbie Gould. We, I mean, if we're going to talk about kickers, we could talk about Robbie Gould for a while, but I won't. I won't. Well, I don't know who Robbie Gould. I don't know who Robbie Gould is, but Robbie Gould's a decent kicker. Oh, wow. You know all these things about kicker, and you don't even know the name of the former Bear kicker. Well, I know his name. I just no, you don't. Apparently not. He, I believe, he was formerly the most accurate kicker in league history. I believe that's true. Well, but he was I was saying that because I thought he Tucker. was the. Uh, most accurate kicker in league history, and then you just told me otherwise. So Nope, whatever. Justin Tucker is number one. Didn't Meg Collins have Joe Mixon last year or the year before? I associate Joe Mixon with Meg Collins. Uh, a Meg has to have a Joe Mixon every year. A uh, Joe Mixon? Curse. Yeah, a Joe Mixon. <laughs> okay. But right now there's only one, so if there were two, they could both have one. Mm-hmm. But then there's only one, so they have to trade off. Yes, I believe gotcha. Meg Collins did have Joe Mixon last year, as is her want to have just despicable players on her team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Meg Murphy went with DeAndre Hopkins with her first pick, fourth overall, going wide receiver. How do you feel about that? A little high. A little high. I would have gone uh, running back. But, you know, it depends on the board comes to you. If you don't mm-hmm. get any of the running backs behind, um, yeah, I can see it. I'm not upset with it. I, get, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have done it myself, but I can see the logic. Yeah. it was. I, I feel like it was in the zone. It was. It was totally reasonable. He is very good. And, again, zero drops last year is what I saw. Yeah, he's cool. So Joe Mixon is good. Derrick Henry is good when he plays. DeAndre now, Hopkins is awesome. We spent 15 minutes talking about DK Metcalf, but Derrick Henry is basically the same size. Not as exciting. Not as much fun. I know, right? It's, it, I feel like he's getting uh, shortchanged. Well, sorry, Derrick. Not fast. You I'm, need. A, I'm, gonna look, I'm gonna look up a Derrick Henry shirtless and I'll like see how that goes. Yeah, you need more viral photos of you on the internet, Derrick. That's yeah. the, that's the problem. There are great photos of Derrick Henry next to Dion Lewis. Any just it looks like freak, it looks like freak the mighty. Just okay. There's a lot of dudes in Derrick Henry shirtless on the internet. <laughs> oh, this might be him. <laughs> not not the ones you're looking for. It, it could be. I, kind of, I vaguely know what Derrick Henry looks like. Hold on. I uh yeah. Obviously, it's exciting to have DeAndre Hopkins iffy at running back, but not bad. Um, I'm a l- little low on Keenan Allen because I think I had him last year in some leagues and he got hurt and that sucked. So my, I'm personally slightly biased against Keenan Allen because he used to be awesome and then he was unreliable. So I think it's kind of another potentially uh, boomer bust team. And obviously Baker Mayfield is highly variable, but it could be exciting and fun if he does well. Yeah. Uh, So I update, I found a picture of Derrick Henry shirtless. He's in the Alabama locker room, so he could have got a lot more cut. He's clearly in very good shape, but he's just – he's no DK Metcalf. Yep. Yeah, Who is? No. no one. There's only one. Maybe the mountain. No. DK Metcalf could be a professional bodybuilder with that physique. Absolutely. And he might have a better future in that than he does in the NFL. He doesn't have to change directions. No, he's not. Just a lot of steroids, which yep. I'm sure he's already on. I have faith in DK that it is all – 
<laughs> grit and genetics. Sure. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts about Ivy Team? I mean, sorry, Meg's team, because we talked about DK Metcalf, and I was like, oh, well, let's talk about Ivy's team some more. <laughs> no, <laughs> Meg Murphy's team, which does not contain DK Metcalf. Derrick Henry. Okay. You heard it here first. Should I win this league this year? Next year's theme is just DK Metcalf. All right. That sounds good to me. That would be, <laughs> man, 10 team names and a league name just based on DK Metcalf. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Yeah. Um, Have you seen DK Metcalf's? Uh, all right. I see what you're doing, man. Yeah. Let's see here. You know, is a highly variable team. Joe Mixon's pretty solid. He's going to get his. Baker Mayfield, I think, is going to get his, but if he can really go off this year in a fantastic sophomore year because he got enough experience last year, or he could, you know, be continue to be average because year three is usually when you really want to see it by an NFL quarterback. Uh, Derrick Henry, are we getting the last three or four weeks of Derrick Henry from last year or the first 12 weeks of Derrick Henry last year? So you just don't know. He was pedestrian until he went off for two games in a row and then, you know, propelled Casey to a championship. Yeah, if you're going to have somebody go off, you want it to be at the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, it, that's a large part of why he, well, advanced in the playoffs and then, you know, eventually won the championship uh, because of Derrick Henry. Uh, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, no qualms there. Keenan Allen, a little old, but, you know, still solid and that Chargers offense will be pretty good. Uh, Kenyon Drake, yeah, team solid up and down, which is maybe like the most boring thing you can say. It's like, team solid. Totally solid. Solid. Yeah, solid. Let's talk about her rival, Alex Um, the current caboose. <laughs> caboose. One second. There is an emergency. We have to find ballet shoes. Hello. Hello. The ballet shoes have been located. Oh, good. Okay, so here we are. Alex Um, the caboose. Uh, by the way... One of two teams that Casey Johnson said he liked. This team could be dangerous or it could be the worst team in the league. Yes. This is this is not a middle-of-the-pack team. No. No, 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 it's not. I'm concerned about As having both be. Ezekiel Elliott and Melvin Gordon on your team. Well, let's Currently, run down the roster, then let's go through it. Okay. We've got Ezekiel Elliott, Melvin Gordon, Odell Beckham Jr., Robert Woods, Aaron Rodgers, Zekertz, James White, Saints D, Adam Vinatieri. On the bench, we've got Jarvis Landry, Sammy Watkins, Will Fuller the fifth, Flying V, Sterling Shepard. I, I've seen this name. Don't know how to pronounce this name. Naheem Hines. Naheem. Naheem. Philip Rivers and Kiki Kuti. Cody. Kuti. You get uh, that one. I don't know. Okay. okay. You said with such gusto, I was like, oh. You get Kiki Kuki Kuti, but didn't know Naheem Hines. No, I, okay. I didn't know. I was just going for yeah, it. That one I don't know. That's the roster. So, yes, Ezekiel okay, Elliott which, and Melvin Gordon, big question marks. Go through the starting lineup. He's got two guys that are holding out, two running backs holding out, trying to get uh, new contracts while not even well, still having two years left on their rookie deals. I think we're Mel- maybe Melvin Gordon's got one year left. I don't remember. Ezekiel Elliott definitely has two. Either way, they're both holding out, haven't been to camp, and we're on the cusp of the uh, regular season starting. There seems – I don't know if it's accurate, but there seems to be more optimism of Ezekiel Elliott signing. Um, like they, they have been talking the talk as if they're going to sign soon, whereas I've heard like nothing encouraging about Melvin Gordon. The only thing encouraging I've heard about Melvin Gordon is that people are speculating that a couple of trades could happen now that uh, whoever it was from the Texans just went down. Uh, Lamar Miller. 
just went down with the torn ACL. So they're saying that could be a trade potential, but then even if you trade for him, that means you have to then sign him for a contract because you could trade him to the Texans and he's not going to say, oh, I'm going to play now. He sells the same contract. So you could have guys that are holding out or presumably not playing for several weeks. And then you don't exactly have, I mean, it's hard to have solid backups behind those two because those are two like top flight running backs. So yeah, and his just only, don't know what's going to happen. And, and he's extra endangered endangered i guess uh he, he has extra volatility here because his he has very few backups if you go with ezekiel elliott and melvin gordon you need to hammer those rb backups but the only backups he has on his entire roster are james white and we talked about new england running backs right and naheem hines yep Who's and that's himself it a backup running back for the colts and now the colts are gonna be forced to run it a lot more that Andrew, now that Andrew Luck has retired. Yeah, so maybe Naheem Hines' stock rose. However, he does that, gonna, he has only four running backs on his entire roster. He has a lot yes. of backup running wide receivers, which maybe was a risky move. Right, I, exactly. And so as much as Indianapolis will have to run the ball more, they're also going to be able to stack the box against Indianapolis. So for anyone listening to the podcast uh, who does not know what stacking the box means, the box is basically between the tackles and about seven yards back uh, on the defense. So if you put more defenders in the box, you're doing that to stop the run. So when you stack the box, you have seven, eight, well, seven but normal, eight, nine. You wouldn't really have ten in the box. Your ten in the box means you do not respect the other quarterback at all. So you have like eight or nine guys in the box, which means you have to run against a lot more guys versus a spread out defense because they respect your passing game. So it makes it a lot harder to run because you have obviously more guys in the middle. There you go. That's the lesson. So if you stack the box against the run, you're going to have a much harder time running, even if you have more attempts. So oof, I, this is this has the potential to be easily the caboose of the season. It's now a precarious then, situation. Then again, if Zeke and Melvin Gordon both play week one and continue to play up to their normal levels, this is a pretty good team. Yes, absolutely. I mean, if that's your, if they play the whole season and that's your RB1 and RB2, you're doing very well at running back. And you've got Aaron Rodgers and Odell Beckham Jr., who himself is volatile, I mean, both emotionally <laughs> and kind of a per-game basis. Oof. This this has... Oh, also, Anthony Terry was a little banged up. Granted, he's a kicker. He'll be fine. But, man, this could be a bad team or it could be a very, very good team. Yeah, I... I'm personally rooting for the Packers to suck again this year. And so maybe Aaron Rodgers isn't so good. Huh? I haven't decided how I'm going to root for against the Packers this year. Just <laughs> I haven't decided. You you want to hear what they have to offer first? Yeah. You know, I, I don't really have strong feelings about that team. So whatever. All right. So that is probably the widest swinging team we have uh, analyzed so far. Let's talk about Annalisa's team. Okay. Let's do it. Good name. I Probably the best thematic name so far. We've got the girly men, G U R L E Y. Yeah, okay. That's that so far is the winner in the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. You know why winner, she winner named her team the girly men? Uh, does she have Todd Gurley? She does. Oh, well, that makes perfect sense then. So we've got Cam Newton, Todd Gurley, Leonard Fournette, Adam Thielen, Brandon Cooks, Jared Cook. Two. Well, we've got a Cooks and a Cook. We have another. Mm. There, would you say there are too many cooks in the kitchen? There could be too many cooks in the kitchen. Lamar Miller, unfortunately, at flex. 
Bears D, which is on many lists the number okay. one defense, and Greg Zerlin on most lists uh, top three kicker. On the Zerline. bench. Name's Greg Zerline. Zerline. Tyler I, Boyd. Do you watch football or do you just not know pronounce anything? I watch some just, football. Okay. Do I do I watch football during the season? Uh, mostly red zone. Not a lot of pronunciation absorbed in that context. Okay. Tyler Boyd, Rashad Penny, Dak Prescott, Jameson Crowder, Cortland Sutton, James Washington, and Geronimo Allison. Another Packer in the uh, household. Todd Gurley. Good name for your team. Way to go. Todd Gurley. Like it. Yep. Cam Newton injured still? Yes. Yeah, he's he just banged up. He, he's a guy who's going to be banged up his entire career. And then you know, we'll look back and say, man, if, if he was healthy, he was a physical freak. But he was too big for his own good. And not like he's been working out warrior like DK Metcalf. There you go. Fourth DK Metcalf reference of the podcast. But more Only than fourth. He's, it could be higher. It could be a lot higher. Um, but he's so big, he's like Shaq, where people can beat up on him and it doesn't look violent, so he doesn't get calls. So he, he's just – he's such an anomaly for his position to be his size that it's almost to his detriment. Yeah, and he takes a lot of hits. He he, he, doesn't, he doesn't shy away from the contact either. He's been doing it more lately, but his rookie season he was running over people. And the thing, the other thing is when you lower your shoulders to run over someone, it it is a injury risk. But normal players, one, are built for that. And two, they have different shoulder pads. So like a running back shoulder pads are different than a quarterback shoulder pads. Quarterback shoulder pads are less on padding because you have to have more mobility, especially in your throwing shoulder. So they're not the same. So if you lower your shoulder against someone with the quarterback's pads, you're – one, you're already done because you don't want to hurt any part of your body because that exposes you to shoulder injuries, clavicle injury, and, you know, of course, head trauma. But also you're doing so with a, like, one arm tied behind your back because you don't even have as much pads. See, this is the insight I need you for. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. By the way, the girly men, rock solid at uh, number three in the TD Ameritrade final standing projection. Oh, I, I navigated away from my Snowpiercer. I'm I'm feeling if you're one of the first three categories of car in the Snowpiercer train, you're probably in pretty good. Oh, I feel like you well. want to be the second category because the front, the engine is like not a good place to be, but like the rich people in the second and third section is probably pretty well, good. Isn't the engine where um what's his name's hanging out and just eating babies? Yeah, there's like bad stuff happening in the engine. That's here engine section where the will where wilford lives and given the deification shown towards the engine of wilford it was a sanctum centorum which is whatever of the train so third one is the engineering section all right so she's staunchly in the engineering section pretty good sounds good to me she's eating sushi she's not hungry all right so anyway yeah uh why is adam Thielen down this year that's another person that is a little lower than i expected uh, because he was amazing last year, and his projections are not stellar for this year. It has to be that no one likes the quarterback play of whatever that guy's name was. Kirk? Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Kirk Cousins. Yeah. So people that's must be down on him. That's the only reason I can think of why they're down across the board with uh, Viking players. Yeah, I I was surprised that he's the, that low and I, I thought I'd be excited to have him as my uh, first wide receiver, but yeah, he's a little lower, a little lower, a little hmm. lower. Yeah, 
So, uh, Lamar Miller, we should mention that. Uh, that is currently our flex, and he is gone. No more. No more. Yeah. ACL. Out for the season. So, you got to look at, I don't know who to put in there. Maybe flex it's a little that. Maybe thin. James Washington. Rashad, you don't really want to back up Rashad Penny in there. Maybe Tyler Boyd, but he's not number one. Yeah, her, her bench. You know, actually, this is interesting. Uh, as you may notice when we're doing drafts, most years, uh, Annalisa is early on both defense and kicker. She is all about getting those starters and then fills out her bench, and that can work out well, and she has had a great amount of success in our league. However, if a starter goes down, you can be in trouble, and right away before the season even started, her f- starting flex is down, and so her uh, backup flexes are not as strong. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, she uh, sacrificed depth for the sake of taking the Bears defense, which, you know, it's a risk you have to run. The Bears. I wonder if that's uh, controversial in the Annalisa Casey household to uh, go super early and get the Bears defense, but it's I think the Bears. It's a, I think that's a just win baby mentality. Yeah, fair that's enough. Some, uh, that's some real old school Raiders kind of stuff. <laughs> ah, man, Bears, Bears defense pretty good, huh? The Bears are going to pretty much go... Uh, sixteen and zero with a average score of mm, forty eight to three. I uh, rewatched some of the superfan uh, clips because I wanted to find a specific reference, maybe for a team name, because I was trying to find all the things that they said that Ditka did, like a school, like a the school bus driven by Ditka in the Indy five hundred, so, that sort of thing. It's the Bears team bus versus Rick Mears. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and wait, wait. Is, so is Dick is driving the bus. Yeah. Dick is driving the bus. Okay. <laughs> then I like the bus. Yep. Uh, I could, I didn't get a lot of, I think I was, I didn't see all of them obviously, but some, uh, the ones that I found, there are only a couple of good Dick references, but I was listening to all of the predicted scores that they had. And it was really funny. Not only obviously the humor is that they were huge blows for the bears. And sometimes like, that's only halftime. Um, but like one of them was like, the final score is like 77 to two. And like, you think they're going to get a safety against the bears? Like that is a weird prediction. Even if you're Eh. predicting a blowout. Fair point. I think they'd say, well, you know, I think the bears are going to just run backwards into their own end zone. Just to be courteous to not do uh, shutouts to the giants. Yeah. The best one is bears. Best one's bears versus giants. Cause it goes into a theory of, Mini bears versus giants. Uh How big are mini bears? Yeah, two feet tall. About 13 inches. Now, this dick versus the giants, and they start getting their scores. Wait, wait, wait. Is this a mini dick or a full size dick? No, it's a full size dick. Oh, well, that changes everything. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we're going to get to my team uh, pretty soon. And, uh, you know, right now I'm called uh, Bill Sforsky Superfans. Bill Sforsky Superfans. Should we do the entire analysis in uh, the Chicago accent? That sounds good. I I probably have an only okay Chicago accent, but I'll I'll do my best. So, anyway, Annalisa. I think you're uh, the last team. Are you the last team that we have to talk about anyway? I think I'm the last talk team. To, I was... Suck at their back. We're dancing to the Smurfs, the running back, the no Gronk song. We can't beat the Mingo, Sapi Mahomes, Girly Man, placeholder. Yep, Bill Sporsky's uh, super fans. You're last. I can't, any I any final thoughts on Annalisa before we uh, oh. move on? Oh, okay, hold on. Wait, just, uh, just, I would say the main thing is excellent starters, but the injury hurts uh, when you do all your starters first, and, and so she's thin at, at flex. That's my thought. I generally speaking, and go yes. bears, and and then also go bears. Uh, bears go are bears. also good right. for a bit of a regression, but I think the bears defense will still be very good. I just don't think it's when you your league good, but I think it should be very good. Welcome to Bill Swerski's super fans. I'm Bill Swerski. 
Uh, and here with my co-host is uh, Nick Chubb. Hey, Bill. <laughs> hey, hey, Nick. Uh, what do you think of Bill Swirsky's super fans as far as uh, are go- going all the way in the uh, Fancy Fancy Football League 2019? I don't know how I feel about this uh, Kyler Murray character uh, going number one overall. First of all, it's kind of sounded like you said Katamari, and now you're talking my style here. You were talking about, I know about my Katamari character, and I just want to sing Katamari Damashi for the rest of the chat. But you're talking Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, my QB. Did he go number one overall for me? No. He was in the eighth round. So, yeah, he might have been overdrafted in the real draft, but uh, Bill Swirsky got him in the eighth round. Uh, what do you think of Kyler Murray? I told you, I got, I got waited all the way until the eighth round for him, so uh, I didn't overdraft him, and that's what matters in our context, right? Well, I'm thinking two things here. First off, Kyler Murray went number one overall in the NFL draft, but so did Jamarcus Russell, and we all know how that turned out. They want to turn him into a lineman. Second, you went Kyler Murray in, I think, the eighth round, and if I'm not mistaken, I might... I got Tom Brady and uh, Drew Brees. Drew Brees, uh, maybe in the tenth or eleventh round. So by comparison, I think uh, you overdrafted a, a rookie compared to some uh, old reliable veterans. So you know he could light up, but else he's he's going to throw you a lot of interceptions. So even if he goes for thirty-five touchdowns, it's probably going to throw a good eighteen interceptions. That's going to hurt your uh, net average. I hear you, and we'll see what happens. But I'm I'm gonna, you know, sometimes it's exciting to have those young young players, and so I just want to root for Kyler Murray and and hope he does the best. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. So then uh, I'm do I'm gonna do this for you because uh, I don't want you to have to talk about your own team. I'm gonna release this for you. So you got Kyler Murray, you got that Alvin Kamara, uh, Marlon Mack, and Juju Smith Schuster. Another Rocket. guy I like rooting for. Let me tell you what. Yeah, I don't know where he went to college, but that's a terrible name. Uh, Tyler Lockett. Hunter Henry, Damian Williams. You got the Ramps defense, and then the some Rams. Dude, then do some dude named Willis. Uh, on the bench, you got Austin Eckler, Curtis Samuel, Larry Fitzgerald, Josh Gordon. How high is he right now? Uh, <laughs> Daryl Henderson, Tyrell Williams, and Carlos Hyde. Okay, so we, let's discuss your team. How do you feel about your team right now? I feel all right. You know, I'm I'm pretty excited about Alvin Kamara. I had the third overall pick, and. Uh, he was my third player off the board. Uh, I was happy to take him. I felt like the top three was where he wanted to be in this draft, and uh, he was the lowest I had on the three, but I'm glad I got him. Now, number three, does that mean you were the third worst team last year? It does, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just making sure. I just want to make sure which uh, know exactly how you were picking number three versus me, and I was you know, number six. So, you know, that's just making sure. Way better, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, one of us made the playoffs, and one of us did not, my friend. So, mm-hmm. uh so, Alvin Kamara, gotta love it. This good pick. You can't go wrong with uh, Alvin Kamara. I wish he had fallen to six, but there's no chance that it's going to happen. Marlon nah. Mack, Marlon Mack, again, we had just talked about uh, the <laughs> Colts running game, so it's pretty much all that analysis applies here. You, you like it, but you got to think, unless Jacoby Brissett's going to really just uh, take the lid off the defense, which I can explain that one to you later if you really want me to. Uh, unless he's going to take the lid off the defense, Marlon Mack's really going to have some troubles trying to get any kind of a room in there, even though they do have Quentin Nelson, who might be the best dude in the NFL. Uh, Quentin Nelson's a guard for anyone who doesn't know. Quentin Nelson's a guard for the Colts, and he's a gnarly dude. Uh, let's talk about your, your uh, man crush, Juju Smith-Schuster. What do you like about I'm, him? Oh, man. Well, first of all, he's very good at catching footballs. I'm pretty fan, pretty fond of that. Obviously, went to USC. Uh, it's it's essentially the Bears of of four year universities uh, in in these United States. 
It's the best. And Joe Schuster was there, and he's so good. He's also just fun off the field. He he has some fun with uh, social media. He likes video games. He wants to be a professional gamer when he's done playing football. His name is Juju. Uh, he's great. I love him. He's good at football. There's no more Antonio Brown playing for Pittsburgh. So uh, I'm a big fan of Juju, and I'm really excited I got him. Uh, things, two things here. One, I did not realize he went to the University of South Carolina. Uh, two, have you ever played against him in Fortnite? Juju Smith-Schuster went to the good USC, and he's great. Okay, so we, uh, I understand your crush on Juju Smith-Schuster. You might like him more than the ladies like uh, their DK Metcalf. <laughs> that's, he's, that's, he's DK Metcalf to you. <laughs> that's uh, stiff competition, but yeah, he's he's great. I love him. All right, so then uh, that'll lock it. Okay, solid. You know, you never know the Seahawks how much they're going to pass. They usually don't pass, like to pass until about the fourth quarter. You know what, though? I got to worry about that DK Metcalf. <laughs> Tyler Lockett, <laughs> get her watches back. Speaking of DK Metcalf, okay, it's like number six and seven in our references. Yep. Uh, Arthur Henry, you only worried that uh, how he's going to recover from that torn ACL from last year. He could be all the way back, but, you know, you just never know. Sometimes it takes a full one season removed from the injury before you really get back to your full 100%. But otherwise, he's a great player. You just don't know. Uh, Damian Williams, he, Again, don't know how they're going to shake out that uh, running back situation in Kansas City because with the loss of Kareem Hunt after he does some more stuff that's bad because he said to kick a lady, uh, you don't know how it's going to shake out. Could be good, could be bad. You just don't know. Sort of unproven. Uh, Rams D, spectacular. You're going to get a lot of sacks. Uh, Will Lutz, yeah, you're fine. Okay. That's about as much analysis I'm going to give to Will Lutz. How do you feel about Larry Fitzgerald and Josh Gordon? Uh, Josh Gordon just uh, got taken off the uh, NFI, which is non-football injury list, I believe. So they're they're activating him. But, you know, I've seen this before. He'll figure out a way to screw something up. Um, I, I don't think this is the time that he has life together. So I, you, he could be go a couple games, and you'll see he'll relapse a couple games. But we'll see. Rencardo side? Or who are we talking Wait. Do you want to talk about? Oh, Larry Fitzgerald. Oh, I Larry, because he's old. Yeah, yeah. Larry Fitzgerald, super old. Uh, I don't know why he came back this year. Other than a paycheck, because it's not like they're going to win a Super Bowl with the rookie quarterback. Because uh, he said a couple years ago he was contemplating retirements, and every year it seems to be going year to year. So I, I don't know. It almost seems like it's a favor to the Cardinals organization to come back, mentor a or help mentor a, a rookie quarterback, get him someone who's reliable, knows what the heck he's doing on the outside. Because he's just a he's no longer the uh, wide receiver he used to be. But you know he's all a famer. We, I wish that guy had got a Super Bowl ring instead of the Steelers. Fair, fair. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you, I, I, this was pointed out to me recently, but uh, Josh Gordon, only 28 years old. All this trouble, all these seasons, on again, off again, on again, off again. He's only 28. He's younger than Andrew Luck. That's amazing. Right? Man, that dude has all the talent in the world, and for some reason, well, his demons just keep getting the best of him. A lot of times it's just stupid choices, but then, you know, he also got a lot of drugs and issues with that. But, man, yes, I just hope that guy's got his life together for his own personal sake. He's played 52 games total in the NFL starting Whoa. in 2012. Whoa. Whoa. So he doesn't have a lot of mileage on him. Yeah. Well, none of his legs. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So that's my team. Okay. I, what do you think was your uh, assessment based on? Uh, of the super fans? Yeah, the super fans. Um, I think, look, I do not like the drafting of Kyler Murray. Um, Fine, you're entitled to your opinion. I think your number ones and your your uh, position players are pretty darn good. I think you got a good defense. Um, you, Josh Gordon could be a hidden gem. 
But, uh, you know, it's, it's good. I think you're going to be middle of the pack. As usual. Yeah. And uh, good old TD Ameritrade has me started a six, and then we swapped places, you and I, and now it has me a seven. I, I think you could, if with some hard work, some good choices, and a little bit of luck, you can get all the way up to probably six, maybe even five, my friend. You're looking, you're just saying, like, I could squeak into the first round of the playoffs and lose? Yeah. Excellent. I look forward to it. I don't know. All right, you, man. You'll probably stay in seven. Right, great. Well, I don't have faith in TD Ameritrade, so straight to the top. To the top. Okay. Well, man, this went long and was interrupted by many children and outside forces. Children. Uh, I think, I think we should call it. No, I think we have a, I think we have 20 more minutes of good material on us. I think so. Uh, we have to do a lot more imitations. That definitely will pan out for us. I have a sweet Boston accent that we can really need to whip out one time. All right. Next, I'll find an excuse for that for the next episode. <laughs> In the meantime, thank you so much for your generous uh, time, and I had fun, and I hope that uh, everyone has a great season. I hope this appeases. I, I hope this appeases Casey and gets the podcast that he so uh, definitely requested. Exactly, this is really for Casey. Uh, you remember it was Casey's doing that. It, this podcast is even on iTunes. He's like, "Can you put this on iTunes instead of emailing?" I was like, "Okay," and I did it. So this is all for Casey. The chance that Casey listens to the total, I don't even know, hour and a half or whatever this is when it's edited well, it's down. We think it's going to cut down to about an hour 15. Yeah, hour it's at, we're at 144 in our recording. I'm going to say it's it's a tight hour at the end. There's, a tight hour. There's a lot of like stops and starts in there that we There's, can just get rid of. This is not one of those cases where it's all killer, no filler. There's some <laughs> there's some uh, chaff that can there's, be cut. There's a lot of, hold on, let me Google this real quick. Yep. You hear just things here. So thank you, Nick, for your time, and thank you, audience, for your patience if you're still listening. I promise next time we'll be better. All right, man. Have a good night. Thank you so much, and uh, good luck. Hey, good uh, good luck to everyone out there, except for anyone who's playing. Sounds about right. Bye. Yep. Toodles.